And welcome to Stepping Out of Bounds. I'm Emily Harrard, and here with me, actually from D.C., we have Julia Kropa. How are you doing, Julia? I'm doing good, thanks. And today we're going to dedicate this podcast to um, the late and great Muhammad Ali, who passed away Friday evening at the age of 74. He had been suffering from um, Parkinson's, so... He is a legend, and it transcends beyond the fighting ring. And quickly, he fought 61 fights and won 56 of them. He was a three-time world heavyweight champion. And he did a lot in the world of sports, but just also in the world as a, a role model and someone who fought for civil rights and who was a vocal person and impacted a lot of people yeah it's easy to say that you know the world really hasn't seen someone with the likes of him about really standing up for what he believes in since and there have been a lot of people speaking out about what he he meant to them um including obama had some nice words to say about him but within the sports world particularly a lot of um nba players have been talking about Um, what he meant to him, including um, LeBron James. Um, So before, we're going to play a clip of LeBron and what his thoughts were on Muhammad Ali. So we'll play that real quick for you. I think what's unfortunate sometimes with uh, some of our greats and some of our role models and some of our leaders is that we don't appreciate them until they're gone. Um, and I think that's unfortunate. Um, but I think uh, in Muhammad's case, um, I, ho- I hope we was able to appreciate him uh, from the time that he was set or stepped foot in on earth and, um, and along his path uh, from a kid all the way to a teenager, all the way to an adult and um, you know, to a father and so on and so on. Um, you know, his, his legacy um, will obviously live on and uh, um, it's funny, last night uh, we were uh, back at the hotel and uh, a good friend of mine, or a role model friend of mine who actually um, grew up in the same hometown as Muhammad Ali and kind of around the same age, um, he put on uh, last night on, on the TV where we were, um, the Thriller in Manila, um, the fight between Ali and Frazier. And um, it, was <laughs> it was just an unbelievable pound for pound, slugfest, but just two greats, just um, just seizing the opportunity and seizing the moment to be in, to doing what they love to do. And, um, you know, just uh, sent a lot of emotions through all of us just uh, just in that room watching it. And, um, you know, like I said, I had an opportunity to meet him a few times. Um, and for him to be able to uh, fight the the disease that he had for so long, I think three decades he had that disease for, and um, and still be able to recognize and do the things that he wanted to do and live on. Um, he's a he's a powerful man. Thank you, Emilio. All right, so that was LeBron James talking about Muhammad Ali, and that just brought up an interesting thought in my mind: is what 
do you think there are any athletes out there today that have the same impact or could have the same impact that Muhammad Ali has had as you know LeBron talking about how big of an impact he was and how great of a man he was do you see athletes today using their stage and power to make a change really not any athlete in particular pops into my head that I can think of most of them um, their mission usually seems to be more like athlete, like athletic related, like, um, you know, like getting out and exercising, but not a lot of like pressing social issue- issues being addressed. And the, I feel in the NBA, maybe it is more mm-hmm. so than in other in other leagues, just because I feel as though NBA players can be more of individuals and they can speak up for themselves a little more. You saw after the um, whole Trayvon Martin incident. There was the Miami Heat wrote his name on their their shoes during the game, um, and and then lots of NBA players um, wore shirts um, and stuff with just about police brutality, and so those are all good gestures and I think very important. But I don't know how much that does you you know it's just a shirt just a a pair of shoes and it gets attention in it you know gets people talking about the issues but I still think that they they could do more because I mean Muhammad Ali you know stood up against being drafted and he got his you know boxing titles taken away from him and wasn't able to compete for a long time so literally by standing up for what he believed in he was you know taken out of his sport and had a complete disadvantage to him and clearly actually sacrificed something for what he believed in. And I'm not saying athletes need to not play to make a point, but I don't think, I mean, that would make a huge stand, but they're clearly not doing anything to that degree today. Yeah, no, you definitely can't. There's no obvious example of an athlete standing up at severe risk to themselves in their own career. You know, is there any athletes out there who are good enough people to do that? I mean, that's a huge risk. And I can understand that some athletes wouldn't want to take it because that's their lives. And if they lose that, they lose everything. I agree. I mean, recently there was the Mizzou football team that did stop playing. They protested um, racist events that happened on their campus but and I'm not taking anything away from them um I think they just probably had I'm not gonna say they had less to lose that's not my place to say but it wasn't like the University of Michigan said we're not gonna play football anymore and we're gonna stand with Mizzou Mm -hmm. that I feel like that would show show power but at the same time I don't think you can put that pressure on college athletes especially many of them as you said if they weren't playing football or they weren't playing their sport they wouldn't be at the university and they'd have a lot to lose um, and they're trying to make something for themselves so I think it's a little unfair to say oh these college athletes should do this but I think if they you want to make a difference for whatever the the situation is whether it's to get like more rights for college athletes it's going to come down to them making the stand because if mm-hmm. they protest they I mean billions of dollars are on the line yeah and another 
thought I had when you were talking about that was that when a lot of times when you see people, athletes, you know, making a stand about an issue, and this is where Muhammad Ali made a huge exception, it's kind of past their prime or after they've retired, you know, when they kind of go on to their little pet project of whatever it may be, you know, that they, you know, take their money and donate it to a good cause. But, you know, Ali took the chance of doing it at the height of his career. Exactly. And that's a good point. And there are a lot of athletes do great things. and I'm not taking anything away from them because they're in this public eye and the stage that none of us are in and, you know, perform at an amazing level while also doing good things for the community that they live in. So I'm, I'm not taking anything away from them at all. I'm just saying how trying to show how great Muhammad Ali was, because not only was he one of the best boxers or the best ever, but also just as a person and as a human being, the things he did were absolutely amazing. Yeah. And, you know, also going off of something LeBron said about his legacy and, you know, how he'll be remembered. I think Muhammad Ali already has a legacy and it's been in place for a while, just as a personal example, going to one of the Smithsonian's Museum of American History and seeing his boxing gloves there. And they've been there for years. His, and that's, I mean, it's next to Dorothy's slippers from the Wizard of Oz. His boxing gloves have really achieved a legendary status within America because he has. Exactly. And as you said, LeBron said um, he is the greatest of all time and it has zero to do with his accomplishments inside the ring, which obviously isn't taking away any of his athletic achievements. That's just saying that as amazing as what he did in the ring, what he did out of it was a million times more amazing, which is saying a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, and combined together, you really have an amazing athlete and individual. And so I think just to like sum up what we've been talking about so people can hear who he really was, we're going to have Muhammad Ali himself, a clip. Right before the rumble in the ju- in the jungle, just to illustrate the type of, of man and person he was. It's befitting that I go out of boxing like I came in, meeting a big, strong bully that knocks everybody out, that everybody's afraid of. England can't produce nothing to beat George Fullman. Africa can't produce nothing to beat George Fullman. Japan, China, no country but old Muhammad Ali. See, realize 32 is not old for men that don't take a punishment. Sugar Ray was blasting at 32. Sugar Ray was, wasn't going nowhere at 32, looking good. Archie Moore was cruising at 32. Walcott won his title at 37. I'm great like them, I'm greater. And it's the fist that controls the brains. And my brains are so wise. See, my fist, my brains beat Joe Frazier. I'll thank Ken Norton. I plan my fight round by round. First round, I might say, well, I won't knock him out. He won't knock me out. But I'll get the most jabs in. I'll keep my distance. I'll get the most points in. I'll win that round. Second round, I'll just take my time. I'll stick him. Pop, pop, keep moving. Move on Fullman. Keep moving because he can't move. Keep moving. He'll be trying to corner me. Cut the ring off. Tack him. Pop, 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 pop. Back him up. Time up. Pop, pop. Won the second round. Then he's getting worried. Oh, I got to get him. He's starting to drop his bums. Make him tire himself out. Whatever happens, I win the most rounds. See, I'll think a man. See, the matador beats the bull. The bull is the strongest. 
Bull hits the hardest, but the matador is the smartest. Man conquered all the beasts in the jungles, got them in cages, but the beast can whoop the man. See, it's the brains. Man got me here in a few hours on the jumbo jet. Man didn't pick the jet up and carry it, just threw it through the air, but man's brains made the engine and the pistons and put it together. See, my brains will offset this mummy. Be at the theater early, because this man, I'm gonna retire. If you think I whoop Sonny Lister, you wait till I get George Fullman. He talks too much. He's ugly. He's pretending I'm the true champion and they make me the underdog. I'm going to show them all they're wrong because I'm the champion. I'm the real champion. There'll never be one like me. And all of you people in Britain who rank me as the greatest, I'm going to prove I'm the greatest. I'm going to prove to you I'm the greatest. We're going to prove to the world I'm the greatest. This is my last fight. I don't want none of you to miss it. So please, come to the theaters. I'm going to eat some raw meat and I'm going to train. I'm going to get ready and chop some more trees. All right, and that was Muhammad Ali, and he did prove that he was the greatest. Wow, that was amazing. I think that people need to take this time to reflect and, you know, to to listen to clips like that of him and read his quotes and just try to be better people and as and live life, you know, the best you can. And I think he's very inspirational. Without a doubt. So we're going to quickly move on to just some highlights around the world of sports. So tonight is the Sunday. Um, tonight at 8, the Warriors will play the Cavaliers in Game 2 of the NBA Finals. The Cavaliers are up 1-0 in the series, and they won the first game by 15 and the story wasn't about Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, who they com- combined for only 20 points, but it was the bench, including Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala for the Warriors, who really sparked the energy and put points on the board. So tonight, versus the Cavaliers, it's going to be important. That the bench plays once again, but it, if Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are able to put some points on the board, the Cavs are going to have to find an answer, and it can't just be LeBron. Yes, of course. <laughs> LeBron has been carrying his team, but and his other teammates, including Kevin Love and um, Kyrie Irving, have been playing well throughout the series, um, throughout the playoffs up until the finals. But this is a different stage against a bigger, stronger team than they have faced so far. So we'll see tonight if the Cavs are able to put a little more fight into the series. So we're about done wrapping up this podcast of Stepping Out of Bounds. We'll be back with you later in the week to talk more about the NBA Finals, of course. And soon, as we keep promising, we will have our Summer Olympics talk because they are still a couple months away, but it's going to be an exciting time. I know, Julia, you're, you're a fan. Huge fan. A couple months, but a ton of issues. And I also think that we need to have a little update there from the Capitol. Of course. Lots of exciting things going on here, sports related and otherwise. And I'm giving it your homework assignment to get out there and go to a Washington Mystics game. Yeah, I've walked right by, so I definitely know where to go. <laughs> you need to just purchase those tickets, support the WNBA. That's true. 
All right. Well, that is going to do it for us. And we're going to leave you with a nice song from Sam Cooke. But I know a change gonna come.